0: Save an additional fifty percent off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean S E A N. All right, news Roundup Information Overload Hour, Sean Hannity Show, eight hundred nine four one. Sean, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh one thing a lot of people have not focused on that that was stated by the Attorney General in New York in the announcement as it relates to uh Governor Andrew Cuomo is that she was very clear that her findings show that the governor violated both New York state law and federal criminal law. Uh the Albany County DA uh has said that Governor Cuomo is under a criminal investigation and this has yet to deal with anything regarding the nursing home cover up with COVID. Uh, now the question is will you know will it matter to Andrew Cuomo? He seemed defiant yesterday. We bring in our our legal team, David Schoen, civil liberties attorney. Uh, Greg Jarrett is the host of the Brief. Uh, it's a podcast. Also, Fox News legal analyst wrote his two number one bestsellers, "The Russia Hoax" and "Witch Hunt." Uh, Greg, I read your column. You you've identified specific criminal statutes.
1: Yeah, more than sufficient grounds, Sean, for Andrew Cuomo to be criminally charged by the elected district attorney, David Suarez. All you have to do is take a look at Penal Code Section
0: 130.52. And it Yeah, seems by the way, everybody, it, just hang on a second. Everyone go through your Penal Code and find 130.52. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah,
1: pull it up, and I'll quote it directly. <laughs> uh, it's time to, quote, forcibly touch the sexual or other intimate parts of another person Against their will, not only is that statute very specific, but if you look up case law that interprets the statute in New York, it identifies groping and fondling as forcible touching a crime so uh, and and if it, it it is considered to be forcible if it is unwanting well that that 's exactly what several of these victims allege, but it 's also uh, sexual assault and battery, both in common law and under uh, state statute. You know, if you lift the blouse uh, of a woman and fondle her breasts against her will without consent, uh, that's assault and battery. And finally, there's also, people don't know this, but there's also in New York uh, the crime of harassment. If you uh, touch somebody in a sexual way and lead them in fear and trepidation of further aggression. That's a crime called harassment. So I I, I think that, you know, Andrew Cuomo is looking at serious uh, potential criminal charges, not to mention the federal investigation into obstruction of justice, cooking the books, lying about COVID deaths to prevent a federal investigation. That is classic obstruction of
0: justice. Uh, your take david shown
2: yeah i mean it's very comprehensive coverage by greg as usual and very important you know if you look at the report starting on page 140 it kind of talks about the various uh statutory problems that governor cuomo has and so on but uh listen there's all kinds of civil liability here also if these people decide to sue i would assume he might try to make some kind of a deal to avoid criminal charges by stepping down but you know that that's i guess in the future right now he's taking a hardcore position remember we have both kinds of uh, a couple of varieties of sexual harassment law recognized we have a hostile workplace environment and we have quid pro quo that is if you do this for me i will do that for you um this report is filled with both varieties in graphic detail um and i have to tell you they, you know they put a pretty good team on this thing um and i mentioned before i did a case with i associated this uh and clark's law firm judith fladeck was the leader of that firm Very strong firm on discrimination cases. I had a religious discrimination case I associated them in with, and uh, we won the case. So it's a comprehensive job. I will say this, and I I think this is classic that marks these investigations. Um, I don't think that Letitia James, Attorney General, should have had a prominent role. She was smart to appoint independent uh, investigators here, but she's also getting mileage out of this thing. And it's a classic conflict that we seem to see characterize all of these kinds of political investigations. She wants to be governor by all accounts. Um, she should steer clear of this thing now. Uh, but we, we see this in everything. We see in the January 6th commission. It just, they just don't seem to recognize conflicts too well uh, in the Democratic Party right now. Now, the, the
0: Albany um, district attorney, um, uh, the Albany DA's name is David Soares, he announced that he had launched a probe, urged any potential victims to cooperate with his office and saying, we will conduct our investigation as discreetly as possible. Um, Now, he also told NBC News that the 168-page report had led myself and other prosecutors with, with concurrent jurisdiction to believe the criminal activity, in fact, has taken place. And the most serious allegations made against Cuomo involves the November 16th incident at the executive mansion in Albany, or is accused of putting his hand under the shirt of a female aide, and, and she was very specific in what happened. Now, I know we have 11 women here, but we also have had instances where false or unproven claims are made. Look at the case of Justice Kavanaugh. Um, as I always say, Greg, and I'm always consistent, I don't rush to judgment. I believe in innocence until proven guilty, the presumption of innocence. I believe... Um, that, that people have a right to due process. Um, if it's one woman or two women or whatever, I mean, when you get to 11, it, it, it takes on another whole level of, of importance and a, a whole level of, you know, how, how widespread something like this is. But there are some times when you've got to withhold judgment. It seems like this is overwhelming evidence in the case of Cuomo. It's one story after another. It seems to be, you know, a, a serial pattern of his. Um, but when you get into a court of law or maybe even the civil side of this, which well, I assume will be coming, you know, how do you prove all of this?
1: Well, some of these uh, alleged incidents uh, are corroborated. Um, both with uh, documentation uh and witnesses that was the important part of uh you know the 168 page report total of 179 interviews were conducted and there are some witnesses to some of these 47000 pieces of evidence were examined uh and this very fine team as david points out of uh investigative lawyers uh, were meticulous as they described the unwanted groping, kissing, and hugging, the highly sexualized uh, comments. With respect to the incident in the mansion that you and I both are talking about here, yes, it becomes a he said, she said, but corroborating evidence uh, can be provided not by a percipient instantaneous witness, but by communications that the alleged victim made uh, to to others that confirm uh, what happened. That goes to the credibility of the accuser.
0: Like, for example, uh, there is one uh, the, the, one of the eleven women said, you know, almost in real time, as soon as it happened, she has, has saved text messages. Right. He goes sending to a friend. Oh my gosh, You're not going to believe what just happened, and explained it in detail as the the minute after it happened. How how powerful would that be? As
3: well, evidence?
1: extremely powerful and persuasive and compelling. And I, you know, I think it's correct for the DA to say uh, officially to the attorney general, please provide me. All of it. All of the evidence you have gathered, the documentation, the photographs, the interview transcripts, which I presume were under oath since this was an investigation conducted by the state attorney general. Uh, and and armed with that uh, plethora of evidence, I think that the DA uh, will begin to make some decisions. One of the first ones will be, well, I want to talk to these uh, women myself, which is not... Unreasonable at all. He has to test their credibility if he is the prosecutor.
0: You're, uh, what did you think, David shown Because while while on the one hand Governor Cuomo was saying, oh, "Well, I don't want trial in the media," on the other hand, he played these videotapes of of him, you know, doing this face holding, kissing thing that he does uh, with with all sorts of people. And showing other politicians doing the same it seemed like he was almost trying to to try the case in the media himself in terms of creating a defense while well, I do this all the time and this is not unusual for me:
2: oh absolutely he's been trying to try the media in the case you know The Washington Post report months ago that he enlisted his brother as a strategist his brother was given intelligence information and was called on to strategize on a media uh, presentation to make. So we know that's going on. I want to back up one step. You, know, you said something very important, many things very important. One of the most important is something you have said since I've known you, and that is we don't rush to judgment. We wait and we've applied due process and so on. You're 100% right with that. In this case, I must say, though, uh, Governor Cuomo is the one who said this report would be the be-all and end-all. He's been saying for a couple months now, guys, don't pass judgment. Wait until the report comes out. That report would be his due process, he said. So uh, the report didn't work out the way he had hoped, I suppose. But, you know, he's going to have to eat that, I think, at some point. But it's clear that he's playing the case in the media. And listen, his defense so far has been, like his father, they're very warm, huggy, touchy, kissy sort of folks. And, you know, he says he's old-fashioned and all that. The the incident you've described goes a little beyond that, as does even the state trooper incident. That kind of touching is is a little bit beyond, beyond, I think, just sort of, Old timey, you know, uh, patrician hugging somebody, just, you know, and warmth.
0: All right, quick break. We'll come back. More with David Sean, Greg Jarrett on the other side. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, our number, right to the phones in our final half hour today. If babies in their mother's womb could speak, what do you think they'd say? <laughs> Hi, this is Buck. This is Tom. This is Susie. Did you know that an unborn baby's heartbeat is already beating at three weeks? By five weeks, you can hear that heartbeat on ultrasound, and that's where preborn's network of clinics step in because the heartbeat is the voice of preborn, and you can share their voice in a big way. Every free ultrasound costs 28 bucks. They don't get a penny from the federal government. They need your help desperately. And that's why I bought them two 4D ultrasound machines, because they desperately need the help, and they're helping moms with counseling and all sorts of ways. Just dial pound two five zero, pound two fifty, say the keyword baby. Pound two fifty, keyword baby, or go to their website, preborn.com slash Sean. That's preborn.com slash Sean S-E-A-N. You'll never regret helping to save a baby's life. Preborn.com slash Sean. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Hey, everybody, your friend Sean Hannity here with a message that is all about your safety. Now, when it comes to protecting yourself, your loved ones, well, it's not about having a firearm. It's about understanding the continuum of force philosophy. Now, picture this. A situation arises where you or a loved one are threatened. Now, instinct may drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. Now, what if there was a way to effectively defend yourself, de-escalate a situation without the irreversible consequences of deadly force? Enter BURNER, B-Y-R-N-A. It is the less lethal pistol launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate attackers for up to 40 minutes. BURNER is legal in all 50 states. No background check is required and can be shipped right to your door. Now Burner's Proudly American, manufactured in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Just go to Burner.com slash Hannity. Right now, you'll get ten percent off. That's B Y R N com slash Hannity. All right, as we continue, David Schoen, Greg Jarrett. Will uh, well, Andrew Cuomo face criminal charges. Greg, you are adamant that that his video montages damaged him and hurt him, and it was yeah. you know, widely ridiculed all over social media. Why do you believe legally it didn't help him?
1: Probably. It's like saying, I I was inappropriate with everybody, so it's okay for me to be inappropriate uh, with these 11 women. It's okay for me to fondle them. Uh, we didn't see any um, video or photographs of him uh, groping a woman's breasts or grabbing a woman's posterior.
0: Or touching he was other dealing specifically with the one photo of a Christmas party with a very young staffer whose face he grabbed and 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 for, I mean, there's great force behind grabbing somebody's face and neck like that,
2: right.
1: And yeah.
0: and kissing them. I mean, I, I it, to me, it just creeps me out.
2: Oh, it is and creepy. the point is, he's in a position of power. That, that's you know one of the overriding factors here is he's in a position of power. He can keep their job, lose their job, he can promote them or otherwise. And that's implicit in every action in that kind of relationship. If
1: his you know, defense is, "I kissed Al Gore, so it's okay for me to kiss any woman I want to against their <laughs> will without consent." Good luck with that defense.
0: You know, I I, I just I, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. Now you said something that also struck uh, struck me here, and that is, well, he might. Uh, David, you made the point. He might resign, and and that might mitigate. criminal charges and i'm like well hang on a second that doesn't happen in the real world does it
2: (laughs) right right that no i mean that's a special kind of deal and uh i I think i think people are going to raise a lot of ruckus if that kind of thing happens but you know if he's smart it's something he should explore from the start how's he going to cut his losses in this thing Uh, otherwise it's going to be with him the rest of his life I mean, I mean, I, uh, look, it'll be with him the rest of his life anyway. But I mean specifically, you know, having to face lawsuits, possible criminal charges. He should try to cut his losses as quickly and as fully as possible. Yeah. But so two to one, is, one New Yorkers think he, he
0: should go. Him. All New York Democratic politicians are now saying it. Uh, Pelosi and Biden are saying it. Uh, his own lieutenant governor, uh, who happens to be a female, calls him repulsive what a, What rights do the women have here, according to the the albany d a nobody has filed a criminal complaint yet now that has to happen first they 're investigating it, but wouldn't they need cooperation from the the, the women involved in this?
2: sure they would yeah. um, and, and they, they may just have decided they don 't want to pursue that frankly, it would help their civil cases if they do if they 're planning to bring civil cases. listen some of these women you know may have made the complaint not recognizing uh how far this thing was gonna go. And then people started coming out of the woodwork. That's usually, you know, how these things go. That's also why, as you said, you have to be careful because people Here's do another to, you know, question jump on a bench. Yeah.
0: If they have these civil cases, who's gonna pay? Cuomo or the New York taxpayer? Uh
2: it would be
1: both. They they would both be named defendants, uh you know, because Cuomo uh, was governor uh, the conduct occurred in the course and, and scope, although not, you know, obviously the intended course and scope of any governor. Uh, but, you know, you can bet that uh, the deep yeah. pocket here uh, is really the state of New York.
0: Uh, I got to end it there. We're just out of time. Well, more on this tonight on Hannity. Uh, Greg Jarrett, thank you. David Schoen, thank you. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. We're going to get to your calls in, in just a second here. Um, it was interesting to watch... You know, one of the governors, remember, schools and in-person learning has gone on in Florida for an entire year. While all of the draconian shutdown states have been nothing but unmitigated disaster uh, policies on business and schools and kids and its impact. You can't think calculable at this time. And, of course, well, Joe Biden saying uh, that uh, Cuomo is the gold standard on COVID. No, not exactly, Joe, your buddy. And so anyway, so Biden and Jen Psaki start attacking Governor Ron DeSantis. And to DeSantis' credit, he fights back. Uh, Why don't you do your job? Why don't you get the, this border secure? And until you do that, I don't really want to hear a blip about COVID from you. Thank you very much. Listen to Biden, Psaki, and then DeSantis's, uh
2: retort. The escalation of cases is particularly concentrated in states with low vaccination rates. Just two states, Florida and Texas, account for one-third of all new COVID-19 cases in the entire country. Just two states. Look, we need leadership from everyone. If some governors aren't willing to do the right thing to beat this pandemic, then they should allow businesses and universities who want to do the right thing to be able to do it. I say to these governors, please help. But you aren't going to help at least get out of the way. The people are trying to do the right thing.
4: Use your power to save lives. I would say first, Florida is not the only state. Um, seven states have both a statewide ban on mask mandates and a prohibition on school districts from requiring masks in schools. Uh, and some states have even banned businesses and universities from requiring workers and students to be vaccinated. In fact, the most extreme of these measures is in Texas, uh, where uh, you can be fined. A uh, professor or teacher can be fined if they ask a student if they are vaccinated or if they ask uh, unvaccinated students uh, to wear Masks, uh, and I think the fundamental question we have is, uh, what are we doing here? And I will note, most Republican governors are doing exactly the right thing, uh, and and doing and advocating for and taking steps to advocate for more people to get vaccinated. But if you aren't going to help, if you aren't going to abide by public health guidance, then get out of the way and let people do the right thing to lead in their communities, whether they are teachers, university leaders, private sector leaders, or others who are trying to save lives.
1: Why don't you do your job? Why don't you get this border secure? And until you do that, I don't want to hear a blip about COVID from you. Thank you.
0: Exactly. I mean, it's like, are you serious? You know, record numbers now, you know, 25. It's going to end up being a 30-year record of illegal immigrants coming into the country in the middle of a pandemic, and he's testing nobody. I read today, oh, Joe is now thinking about giving the Johnson & Johnson shot or offering it to people at the border. Thanks, Joe. Gee, a little late, Joe. And then pretty much people were told by Border Patrol sources that they get to pick the state, the city that they want to be driven to, and, and Joe's paying for it. But that's not really Joe paying for it. That's you paying for it. All right, to our phones we go. Uh Let's say hi to Jimmy's in Wisconsin. Jim, hi. Glad you called. Welcome to the show.
3: Hey Sean, thanks for taking my call. Hey, I was Thank listening you. to your show yesterday with the doctors, and, and oh, I had a question and a big concern. Um, but just one thing: uh, the guy that Brett from Auburn who called, I just want to say, roll tide. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay,
0: you're going to yeah. start a fight with a little. Go, you yeah. go ahead and you start your, you know, roll tide war eagle fight. I, you know, I, I, I'll turn the whole show over to that if I open those doors.
3: <laughs> well, well, my daughter's Uh, graduates in december from alabama but anyway so oh congratulations
0: you should be proud
3: very much so, thank you back in march i was vaccinated and then um this past sunday i came down with one symptom i lost my sense of taste so i go in monday morning and i get the uh the rapid test and i'm waiting there the doctor walks in gives me the news goes yeah you have it i said well now what she goes well you probably won't get any more symptoms i said respiratory everything else she goes no no because you've been vaccinated I said, "Well, that's not." Can what I ask hear you on a question. TV. How long
0: had you been vaccinated at that point?
3: Uh, my my first Pfizer shot was late March. The second one was a week later in early April.
0: Okay, so, so it was a while ago.
3: Yeah, yeah, but she still says that's fine because I'm vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But here's here's what what gets me. Um, she's telling me that. Well, the other thing is, she goes, "I want you to quarantine," which I am up here in northern Wisconsin, just south of Lake Superior. And she said that you're not you're not a super spreader. You're not going to be a spreader," I said. "Well, wait a minute, That's Fauci and Fauci and CDC and Biden administration are telling us we are big spreaders despite being vaccinated. Who do you believe?
0: <laughs> Great question. I mean, you know, the answer is sadly, I don't. I can't believe anybody anymore. I don't trust any
3: of them. Um, well, I got to trust my doctor. So, when did you test positive? Um, Monday, this Monday, two days ago, Monday morning.
0: Look, I'm not going to tell you what to do because I don't play doctor. If if it, if I were you in your position, I can say that the advice given by the doctors yesterday, the advice that they gave to one of my best friends on Saturday, the advice they gave last week to another friend who was unvaccinated in Georgia and his wife and then two kids, they all got it, um, but he's 74 years old, his, his wife is older also, Within 24 hours of their diagnosis, they had the Regeneron infusion and then they followed the protocol that Dr. Fareed was talking about, which included first Regeneron, then ivermectin, HCQ, and they include in that vitamin D3, vitamin C, zinc, and and other things. You know, we'll put it up on our website so you have access to it. But if you're asking what I would do, it would be what they said yesterday. But I'm not telling you what to do. You need to check with your own doctor. You really do. I'm not I don't know your I don't know anything about your medical condition, history. I don't know any of that.
3: Yeah. I mean by the way, I'm not this is
0: not a CYA. This is just I just don't know. I'm not I'm I'm not qualified enough beyond that, to be honest.
3: But what what about the spreader part? I mean, why did Fauci tell us we're super spreaders? If if you just got COVID
0: and and you tested positive on Monday, you in my opinion, you better quarantine.
3: Now, I, I can tell you, look at the
0: case in Georgia of a of, 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 guy's a friend of mine, been a friend of mine for 20 years. And he's 74 and he's and he's not in the best shape that he should be in, but he's in decent shape. And so he got it. And I, I was glad, you know, somebody ratted him out to me and told me. And I called him. I said, what's going on? And then I got him in touch with these doctors. He got the Regeneron within 24 hours. But. OK, he had it first and three days later, his wife had it. And then two days after that, his son had it. And then three days after that, his daughter had it. So my goodness, you know, that that, that that's one example that's just happened here. Um, you know, uh, on Fauci, I mean, we've played the flip flop montage a million times you know, I, I, let, let me just remind people, how do you trust this guy? This is why, you know, they acted in the mob, mob in the media this week like it was something new. I'm saying that it's time for him to go
5: and should be fired. But I've been saying it. Listen, people should not be walking around with masks. Let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. and Masks are protective, and, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. There has not been any indication that putting a mask on and wearing a mask for a considerable period of time has any deleterious effects. There are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of Uh, uh, staying inside there? Of course. You do not need to wear a mask indoors if in fact you've been vaccinated. Good that you're vaccinated, but in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. So even if you are vaccinated, you should wear a mask and if in fact you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you are protected and you do not need to wear a mask outdoors or indoors. When the children go out into the community, you want them to continue to wear masks. You know, if you look at, at, at children outside, particularly when they're with the family of uh, walking down the street, playing a game or what have you, don't have to wear a mask. The 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 pediatric the academy of pediatric actually makes that recommendation that children should be wearing masks uh, from two years old onward. And you, you're asking now if your child is a member of your household, can you walk outdoors with your child without a mask? According to that chart, the answer is yes.
4: But the child can't not to beat it yeah. beat it to death.
5: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because now the
4: CDC says, I mean, I think I've got this right. One mask is better than zero masks. Two masks is better than one mask. But you don't have to have double masks. Is is that right? I mean,
5: you know, it became clear that cloth coverings that you didn't have to buy in a store that you could make yourself were adequate. And then you wanted to fit better. So one of the ways you could do it, if you would like to, is put a cloth mask over, which actually here and here and here where you could get leakage in is much better contained
4: are you a double masker dr fauci look like <laughs> you
5: are It's very very strongly leaning towards this could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated
4: so i wanted to ask are you still confident that it developed naturally
5: no i'm not convinced uh, about that i think that we should continue to investigate what went on in china i mean do you want to trust that guy
3: no he
0: now the no. guys we had on yesterday, one Harvard Medical School, we've had other Harvard, we'd have Yale Yale doctors, Yale educated doctors. you know, again, I and, and there are people we've had on who I don't even agree with. I'm just trying to give the information so you can make the right decision. Uh, I would tell you that my experience in the last week is these breakthrough cases are real and that Delta is is far more contagious. And one of the most underutilized weapons that we we we've not been using it enough is Regeneron. In my opinion, and the in this the doctors we had on yesterday, I'd urge you to go to your doctor that you trust. And I'd say, uh, I tested positive. Am I contagious? Um, I would think the answer is a yes. And then you want to protect the people you love. If I knew I had it, everyone get away from me. Don't come near me. That would that's my answer. Stay away from me. I don't need a thing. That's my, you know, maybe I need you to drop off food and put it on my doorstep or something. That's it. <laughs> Just I don't want anyone here. Good, advice. Me good advice. All right. Dr. Hang John. in. Listen, I'm, I'm sorry you got to go through it. Um, The one good news, even in Provincetown, there were very few of the 500 people, 74% of which were vaccinated, that tested positive. And we better study what happened there and understand it so it doesn't happen again. Uh, that 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 needs to be investigated deeply and quickly. But um, if you had the, the shot and you get in the Delta variant and you're a your breakthrough case is what statistically we will call you um, the symptoms. The level of hospitalization is very low and it's also it's it doesn't seem to be killing people. I mean, I, that, I know that's not the most comforting answer, but at least that's what that's what the science is showing us today. And I'm just sharing the information that I've read.
3: They only have the one symptom: loss of taste. Nothing else.
0: Yeah. By the way, that has got to suck. I know people that have ha- that don't get it back for nine months. It's awful.
3: Oh, don't tell me that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, those are the long haulers. It's it does happen though. Um, anyway, hang in there. I'm I, and I really am. I'm sorry. I don't want anyone to get this um i know people that have struggled you know a very good friend of mine's brothers 50 what, 61 years old just got put on a ventilator at at 7 a.m this morning i know my friend phil valentine um i've been following the case we've been friends for for decades he's a colleague talk radio host in nashville uh love him love his brother love his family um, we've kind of gotten out of contact in recent years, but my feelings for him have never changed. He's just an awesome guy. And then I saw last night, Linda, did you see that? They say I'm, I've been reading about it and following it, and they're saying it doesn't look good. And um, they're asking people to pray for a miracle. The family is. And I used to I used to give his brother such a hard time out of fun, and we had a great time together, all of us. And I'm just praying that for that miracle for them. And we're thinking of their family and friends today, and, and I know he has so many fans. He's a great patriot. And, you know, people were saying, well, he was an anti-vaxxer. Now he's telling people to, that he, he was wrong. I'm like, okay, if you want to focus on that, how about we focus on maybe getting him well and letting him tell his story? That would be my hope and, and dream at this point, not politicize, you know, the fact that he might have had a different opinion than you all right that's gonna wrap things up for us today uh we've got a great show tonight hannity on the fox news channel uh will continue yep mandatory vaccinations mandatory passports no exceptions um this will disproportionately and negatively impact minority communities uh and it's all happening because of democrats that want to preserve your freedom by mandating you get vaccinated does that make sense We have Senator Ted Cruz. We have Jim Jordan, Mark Meadows, Don Jr., Donald Trump Jr., the great one, Mark Levin, and Mark McCloskey. He got a pardon, as the governor had promised me, in Missouri. That's all coming up. Set Your DVR, Hannity, 9 Eastern. We'll see you tonight. We'll be back here tomorrow. Thanks for being with us. We always know you make this show possible. We'll never forget it.